Welcome back to Cover Stories B-Side. Today we have uh, guys from like one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, um, don't dir- flatter us. Director our, Showdown. Our uh, podcast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like podcasts that suck, this is the best <laughs> podcast that sucks. Yeah. Um, so the guys from Director Showdown, we've got Adam. Hey guys, hey. it's it's your boy from got, Director Showdown. We got Brent. Hey, what's up? Today we're going to be talking about uh, Gary Jules' version of the song Mad World that was done for Donnie Darko. So jumping right into it, uh, yeah. why this song? Why did you want to talk about this song? Uh, so I, I think I was the one who picked this uh, out of the two of us, but I, I picked this one because uh, it's when I think of covers and I think of like covers related to movies, uh, this is like maybe the first one I jump to, and it's, it's because of its ties to, uh, to Donnie Darko. And I don't think it was made like for that movie specifically or anything like that. Oh, it was. I learned that today. (laughs) That's wild. Okay. Um, But it it was just a movie that like when I saw Donnie Darko, and we'll talk about that movie, I'm sure some, um, the song really stuck out. And it was one of those where I was like, I need to download that fucking song. That song's so (laughs) good. And I listened to the song a bunch. Um, I literally did not know it was a cover for Tears for Fears, though. I yeah. didn't know that. I don't think I did. Until, like, I did either. probably since you had brought it up oh, yeah. that it was a cover, maybe. Because yeah. I like Tears for Fears a lot. Me too. And I listened to that original song, and I was like, ah, the, the cover's way better. Oh, actually. yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I knew, I didn't know it was a cover when I first heard it. And then I remember, like, years later, because my mom loves Tears for Fears, and mm. I love, like, what is it, uh, Head Over Heels and Shout. Yeah, um, everybody, everybody wants to roll. Yeah, that's my favorite one. They're not. Is that them? Yeah. 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 Oh shit. Okay. So I, I I get them and Aha mixed up oh, sometimes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, the, the song. Speaking there. of, yeah. everybody who wants to rule the world. I got another good cover is by Lord for in the movie The Hunger Games where yeah. she does. Uh, everybody wants to rule the world. I don't think I've that, ever heard that. Yeah, that it's good pretty cover. good yeah, yeah. actually. I never actually saw. That Hunger Games, but I listened to the song by Lord, and it's really good. It's kind of like in the same sort of tone as Mad World. It's it's a lot lot more. Uh, I don't know. Downbeat. Yeah, downbeat. Of, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of those '80s songs had like a good core, and then they just like really glossed them up. I was reading that Tears. This song original songs from 1982, and they had wanted to do it more acoustic, and then. Girls on Film by Duran Duran came out, and they're like, "Oh no, we gotta like really like <laughs> sass this up." That tracks, yeah. And then the ri- have y'all heard the original? Yeah, I so I mm, jammed it today yeah. <laughs> for the first time, like on my way over here, and I was like, "Wow, the fucking difference here." Yeah. Um, but and it's so '80s, and it's like, I would I would classify that version as like a yuppie pop song, yeah, of like one of those '80s songs that's just like. Yeah, you know, like one of those, like almost like uh, Talking Heads type, yeah, songs. You know, um, that has like really dark lyrics, like a lot of '80s songs did, and like Gary Jules knows how to bring that out in a different style. But um, it was weirder. Yeah, it was not what I was really expecting out of the original version of that song for sure. Yeah, it's. I think the the thing that kills it for me is the electronic drum, like that snare that. <laughs> I just, like, I just, I, I can't get into, it. and it's almost. I think I have. The benefit of listening to the cover first, now like that sounds like oh, like this almost sounds like they went back in time and did the original. Yeah. It sounds like a cover, even though it's the original. Exactly, that's the weird thing of the like the context and sequencing of how you listen to it. Because I felt the same way when I was listening to it today. It's like this is this doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna be honest. Like it, like I the Mad World cover just sounds like superior on it. Honestly, it, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's a. Yeah. It's a thing that a lot of modern covers, I don't know, it made me think of uh, Johnny Cash doing um, Hurt, Hurt, Yeah, where it's like the cover becomes the definitive version. Yeah. Because like the yeah. original, I don't even know if I've heard, I think I've heard the Nine Inch Nails, you know, original song, but mm. it's it didn't really stick out. But it's like you get somebody with the gravitas of Johnny Cash to cover that and like the lyrics that like... Uh, I assume that like Trent Reznor wrote and all that stuff, um, like really brings it out and like puts a new. Well, same with uh, all along the Watchtower. Oh yeah, 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 oh, that, yeah for both sure. songs we've covered on B sides before. Oh yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's funny you say that because I in the Hurt episode we had talked about how Trent Reznor when he first heard it, they got the permission for him and he was like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever, Johnny Cash, like, <laughs> you know, and then he heard it and he's like, it felt like watching somebody fuck your girlfriend. 
And nice. <laughs> then it, he, he got to a point where he realized, like, no, that's not my song anymore. Like, she belongs to him now. Uh, um, let, let it go. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's we of, weren't, we yeah. weren't the right fit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I created this song so that it could end up with Johnny Cash. Yeah. Like, it's more like wild. you may, you had a daughter, and then your daughter gets, like... <laughs> you handed it off to... A new, it, a new, yeah. You handed her off to Johnny Cash in marriage, which you everybody does, really. Yeah. I, don't want, I was going to make yeah. a Woody Allen joke, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> People can piece it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It's interesting. I, I haven't. I couldn't find anything about what Tears for Fears have said about the cover um, in the in the research that I was doing. But what was interesting? I mean, we talk about time travel and stuff like that's the whole point of Donnie Darko. It almost feels <laughs> very uh, relevant to that. Um, the song itself was influenced by the theories of this Dr. Arthur Janay, who wrote about um, mental illness, uh, and uh, mm. especially like in children, and he talked about like things, uh, traumatic memories that affected them later. So it really was on par with like the theme of the movie. Um, the song itself, the, the cover was um, was cited by the uh, the composer, the guy who did the score. His name's Andrew. Something Andrews, I can't remember his name, but he, him Michael and Gary, Andrews? Michael Andrews, yeah. yes, he's credited on Spotify. That's the only reason I know. I was like, wait, there's a co-writer to the song. Like, yeah, that was they, confusing because yeah. he, Richard Kelly, asked him to do the score, and he, uh, speaking of timely uh, conversation, he's a big fan of uh, Ennio Morricone. I can't say his name. The guy that just died, right. the yeah, composer just Morricone. died. And he wanted to do something very similar in the sense that he did a score and he wanted to put like an actual song on there. Yeah. And he chose Mad World because Gary Jules was a friend of his and they were in bands together in, as kids and he loved Tears for Fears. So they came together. He got him to sing and Andrews plays uh, piano on it. And, and yeah, I think it's the superior version, just the simplific yeah. simplification of it. Yeah, I think the simplifying is like the magic there. Yeah, I think you were totally... Uh, you totally nailed it when you said that like their 80s songs were so, they were like everything in the 80s, just so blown out and yeah. so over the top that it's like there was so much good shit in the 80s um, that some of the stuff that you might not like notice the kind of sadness at the core of it, like if you really strip it all down and like put a new coat of paint on it like Gary Jules did, then it becomes like a really special thing. You know, it's like, I, I think of like, um, I don't know, like I've been listening to like a lot of uh, um, fucking, uh, I'm thinking of stop making sense, but of uh, fuck the band that I said earlier, uh, their song heaven. Um, why can't I remember the name now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, talking heads. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, their song heaven. And it's like this very kind of like yuppie poppy, uh, 80 song, but it's really sad. And like a lot of those 80 songs were like really sad, but to be popular, I think in the eighties to be on the radio, I, I don't think you could really have like a totally, kind of downbeat sad song like that so i think, I think it's a, it took gary jules coming along to like put that shine on it i guess for sure i think that the, the biggest thing with the 80s is that's what cocaine sounds like like oh, <laughs> yeah. jokingly and like yeah, what yeah. it's like it's just everything is just so blown up and like on like the biggest hyperbole <laughs> yeah you're very extra yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, what, what he did with it is just stripping it down and, and, um, they used it again in 2005 for the commercial for Gears of War. Boy, I was gonna, I remember that I was, Yeah, I was, I I was, I'm glad one. you brought that up because yeah. it was, uh, it was like by that time I was 15, I was a fucking gamer in like a uh, freshman year of high school. You what you were a gamer or I, I, I wouldn't honestly classify myself as a gamer too much anymore. Honestly, I play games. I'm not like a gamer with like a four <laughs> and an E in it. Like, you know, like a legit lead gamer. It uh, sounds, it sounds a uh, doubts protest too much in, 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 in that. May, uh, yeah, statement. maybe so. But it was, yeah. it was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, an, a, I had an Xbox and it was like when that trailer premiered at, I don't know if it was like E3 or something or just on TV. It was just like hitting that nostalgia for like Donnie Darko too. Cause I've oh, already yeah. seen that. Um, it was 2005 actually. It had to be later. Gears of War. If it, if it was gears three, I think it was gears three. So that was probably was 2007 later. or eight. But at that time it, I had seen Donnie Darko a few years before and I was just like, Oh man, I'm so excited for fucking gears of war three. They just like, <laughs> they, they knew the perfect thing to, to real people in. With. I wasn't even into like Gears of War and I remember seeing that and being like, man, I got to play that. <laughs> yeah. I also think that there was this game called literally Mad World 
for the Wii, which is a super violent game. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure they used Mad World in that. Oh, oh they, they would have had. They to, would. Yeah. It would just. It would just made a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Mad World was a was a video game where it was like. It was really in that style of Sin City sort of thing, where like it was black and white. And just, uh, like, red I feel like I know what stuff. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I feel like I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I know. Yeah, I think I think they did use it also. I like the the Gears of War thing and its use in that. I want to talk about a little bit, and this ties into <laughs> to movies a little bit. Also, it's kind of like the beginning of a trend that's like still going, where. It's it's like a marketing tactic where you use a slowed down, downbeat kind of sad cover of an old pop song. I think like a lot of a just trailer. movies do that too, just in general. That's what yeah, I'm in saying me, like yeah, it's media. so big. Yeah, now. it's really big. Social yeah. Network. Trent Reznor did a uh, creep. They yeah, had like a choir yeah. doing creep. That was really. It's cool. a good. That's like one of the best trailers. Yeah. Like honestly, the yeah. last like 10, 15 years. Like it's so good. Do you um, think? Gears of War is about mental illness, and it's just him having to fight his demons. Demons, yeah, and they they That's come f- from in the earth. Might as well be from inside Marcus. Is Isn't that it, his, that's name? his name? Right? Yeah, Marcus is. His, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he's like he thinks he's like this steroid guy, which is unrealistic, yeah. and so he has to compensate. Yeah. I'm just taking this no, podcast no. somewhere I think, else. Right no, no, no. <laughs> I think you're on to something. I think how that trilogy should have ended it's a satire of is, incel culture yeah he, exactly dies. yeah he gets killed by his demons we zoom out <laughs> i almost took it too dark let me not make it that dark uh we zoom out and it's just like some like skinny nerd who like drank who like ate a bunch of pills on the couch oh man do you think like i think that's a better you ending think his job was like he did lawn care and he was just like around a chainsaw all the time and that's oh, why he like. So, let me just yeah. put it on a gun because you have to tie in the chainsaw. It's yeah, such somehow. a big he's element. He's really of, into yeah. Evil Dead, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. He's like a big Evil Dead fanboy. Um, but no, I think it's yeah, and it's interesting because I think we're just now to a point where the sad slow pop covers over trailers are like becoming a little bit played out. Although, like, I'll be honest, like it still fucking works. I'm a on sucker me. for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for it too. I'm trying to think of like the. It's like it's just it's touching into like nostalgia. It's like you have yeah that one song that you like so much, and then put into like a different context, in a way that's like oh this like fires some neurons in my brain, and I want to like listen to this, and it's like just a variant. So that's why you like start listening to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Have y'all heard Rick Ashley's cover of Everlong? What? No, that just came out, it's right? It's fucking beautiful. Really? Rick Ashley? Yeah. He did it? Yeah, never going to give Foo you Fighters? up. Rick Ashley, yeah, he covered Foo Fighters. He, he covered Foo Not uh, Foo Fighters covered no. him. They, well, they, they covered, did, I think, I there was something that went viral on Reddit where they covered uh, that no strangers to Everlong. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's his voice just lends so, and does it acoustic. He did yeah. it like during quarantine. Uh, when quarantine started, um, and uh, oh man, I, I my my buddy from work, Milo, showed he told me about it, and he's an unapologetic Rick Ashley fan. He's just like I'm. I'm already past the point of where like that's embarrassing, <laughs> sure, and yeah. he sent it to me. He's like, no, just just listen to it. And I remember I listened to it after work, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was just nuts, man. I, I it's really beautiful. Like it's just the way he just puts it together. And the thing I always liked about Dave Grohl is you can hear like him coming out in his music like you can hear his soul like peering out of his voice mm. and rick ashley definitely captured that oh that's really cool. wow i gotta check that out i feel like i yeah i feel like i saw that on the front page of reddit he probably posted it because like rick ashley's like a big redditor oh yeah like he'll, he'll always do like q and he's like hey what's up guys rick's back and it's everybody's like hey it's rick rick's back he has very like interesting like very like interesting responses to people like he doesn't mm. give a shit on how he like yeah responds for to sure him. he's a very self-aware guy yeah yeah, mm. I feel like uh, there's a lot of uh, celebrities like like Mark McGrath's kind of like that too from Sugar Ray. Oh, really? Yeah, Sugar Ray himself. He's on a um, he comes on the show uh, Mike Michael Tully, uh, the Tully Show, and they'll have him on to like talk about. I mean, he knows a lot about music. I remember seeing him on like Celebrity Jeopardy, like killing it, oh, a rock sure. and roll Celebrity Jeopardy. Um, but he's very like he's always joking about like yeah, we got this show at this tri-state fair, and you know that's <laughs> that's where we're at in our career. Um, but yeah, it's, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, one of the things we talked about because I've been wanting to get you guys on for a while and I wanted to kind of like do a crossover, talk about movies a lot. And mm. there's a lot of 
your movies and music kind of go hand in hand a lot. One thing that was interesting and a guy that I would love to hear you guys talk about um, on your podcast is Michelle Gondry directed a music video for this uh, for this song for Mad oh, World. Oh shit! I huh. feel like I've seen. Fuck, man! I should watch. Does this it have video. kids getting shot? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I've never seen it. I <laughs> I, I, I messed up because I just found out like a little like right before we came over to record. Um, but I thought that's a real cool tie-in, and and I'm, I forget that he kind of came up on you know directing music videos and yeah, that's something. Mm. Yeah, we've talked about that kind of origin um, for a lot because a lot of directors have that yeah. origin, especially modern directors, um, where like uh, somebody like Michael Bay. That's like where they develop their entire visual style is oh, God. that well that on commercials. commercials is, yeah. I should say him in commercials, <laughs> but I'm thinking about somebody like uh like David Fincher and somebody like um even PTA, like PTA was doing a ton of um music videos and and I think the philosophy there is like ev- like literally you only have three to four minutes, so like every yeah. shot has to be, you know, um intentional and every shot has to be thought out. And I think they took that into directing so I, I i haven't really michelle gondry so eternal sunshine to the big one right with him yeah and he has um, to uh, be kind of rewind be kind of rewind i remember liking that one mm. a lot he's a really creative guy visually i don't like, know if he has you, enough movies eternal sunshine? yeah that's him that was his first movie wait i don't know why oh, charlie coffin wrote it he wrote right? it. yeah he wrote i think it. i'm yeah. getting yeah because coffin d- directed synodote new york later and there Synetic was <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I just no. I'm glad. Like, you, I'm this like, is why you're on the show. The right? reason why <laughs> I corrected you is because I keep, I kept like, I've only seen that movie once, and I just, I always see, and I have to like make sure I get it right for some reason because <laughs> I don't know why I just want to get that word correct. Synetiki. <laughs> yeah. Because it looks so fucking weird. It's the, word. It's the, it's the key that unlocks the yeah. whole puzzle of, of figuring everything else out. Yeah. The only thing I remember from that movie is Philip Seymour Hoffman looking at his own shit in the toilet. <laughs> Do you remember that? Part? I need I've to never watch seen that again. it actually. I need to watch that it again. Is, is that the crazy, one? Because I was too young when I watched that movie. College he, humor used to make fun of Hoffman yeah. a lot. Is that the one where they really took that one line? It's like, what a fuck you, real bad. Like he's on the phone talking to a woman. Maybe it's another Philip Seymour Hoffman. I wouldn't be surprised if it was that could be like four Philip Seymour Hoffman. That could be that's Boogie Nights right there. Magnolia. It could be Magnolia. Could be the master. (laughs) Maybe that makes more sense. I think that's more. Be a long cane Polly for fuck's sake. It's probably a long cane. Probably a long cane Polly. I keep forgetting he was in that. He's incredible. Best part of that movie. He's absolutely the best part of it. Um, God, along came Polly. You guys remember that? <laughs> I rewatch his scenes on YouTube oh, pretty yeah. often. Like it's wasn't it's he? That yeah, funny. he's he's the best part of that movie, isn't he? For sure. Yeah, he's he's got so many good fucking lines. He's like best ben- man is in the house, and then he slips and falls. <laughs> I'm just describing. This I feel like that movie. movie is responsible for his heroin uh, relapse. <laughs> Dark, dark stuff. I hope not. <laughs> Thanks, Ben Stiller. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, with, with, with Gondry, I, I think when I think of a music video director, Spike Jones is always like one of the first person mm-hmm. people that come to mind. And his connection to music, I mean, he he was friends with the jackass dudes, you know, and I, I love that there's that connection, not just yeah. from a like, pop culture standpoint, but like, there's a lot of like the the Buddy Holly video for by Weezer is Spike mm-hmm. Jones. Um, Spike Jones. What's the this is a little off topic, but it's Spike Jones who yeah. directed it. What's the skate video? He did, he's done multiple, but there's one that I saw that was like formative for like my oh. view of directing. I watched our friend Derek showed it to me. Derek comes up all the time. On yeah, the I think it was weird. I think it was um, Rodney Mullen. I, it was a Rodney Mullen video, and I remember but I, it was it was like a it was a movie length. Like skate. Oh, really? Thing, and it was like yeah. I, I vaguely filmed. recall what he you're talking. Showed it. What? It might be might that. Be, that sounds yeah. familiar. Um, but uh, Zach said, "Is it yeah, right?" And I think, <laughs> I think yeah, right. Uh, yeah. No, but um, <laughs> no, but I just remember, yeah, dude, his directing in that like is so good. It's a lot of like insane slow mo, like high depth uh, slow mo. Yeah. Back when that was like the craziest thing you've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because like not not a lot of modern directors who have gone on to do amazing stuff have come from like doing skate videos yeah and i think it's so cool because i mean we're all at that age now where like a lot of pop culture is derived from our generation now mm. and mm. um it's a weird it's a weird divide because i think technology has 
like decreased the amount of years it takes for you to be at that get off my lawn mentality. And I feel like with TikTok, that has just exasperated oh, it God. to well, where like these kids are doing all this stuff uh, and it's interesting and cool, but it's like, no, fuck you. Like this is our turn right now to like yeah, produce. TikTok is still a thing where like the, my only interaction, Jesus Christ, I'm going to seem like a fucking old man. <laughs> my only interaction with TikToks is like when I get on Twitter and something is like blown up on yeah. TikTok. And I like watch it, and it's like some short fifteen second video, and it says like TikTok and TikTok corner. is a sickness. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that <laughs> Adam's the, coming out strong. The uh, reason being is that you 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 get you get like these dopamine hits for like a few seconds, and then you move on with your life, which is corrupt corrupting. I think <laughs> uh, it is dangerous. And yeah. the the hard part about just our generation even making films or any media is that. We're in that in between, you know. We don't yeah. have, we don't, we don't have, we don't do the the quick like TikTok shit, nor we also want to do like long form shit. But a lot of our context is within like we 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 just started. We're like the first internet age generation. It's like how do you film internet? Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's it, that's a fucking hard thing to do. Think, you know? Yeah, I mean things have just changed so fast over our lifetimes that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's we can't we can't even like I can't even keep up with it. It's like when TikTok yeah. came along, I heard like my nieces talking about it. It was like <laughs> I don't know what that is. I guess like it's like a vine or something. <laughs> and then and then oh, but before I knew it, it was like, listen, these TikTok teen, teens guys, uh, they're taking down the Republican Party. Uh, <laughs> protests are being like organized fully through TikTok, and I was just like, what the whoa, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like I can't keep up with any of this, and I'm fine not even trying anymore. Yeah. Honestly, mm. <laughs> I, I accept I, it. I do love that there are, I mean, there are a lot of directors who are kind of in our generation and you see like the like Scorsese obviously is a big fan of lots of different types of music. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you consider the Rolling Stones, lots of different types of music, which Well, he supports a lot of like new, young, cool yeah. filmmakers too. Like he produces like um, the, what are the, the un, Uncut Gems guys? Uh, oh, the, the Safties? The Safties. Safties stuff. He, uh... Yeah, he produces like a lot of like up and coming. Like I think uh, the movie First Cow. I think he's a producer on. And I was like, what oh, the fuck, wow. fucking Scorsese's on this. Did he support so, the Joker or Joker movie? Says, <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> um, Scorsese. Scorsese says. I feel like that should be like a thing. Scorsese says. Yeah, like Put that's a like shirt. a yeah, yeah, like a like he has a show called Scorsese. <laughs> he, sh- he should. He should honestly a, a TikTok show of his a TikTok show. His, oh. Well, it's funny because he pops up. I think on TikTok because he has like daughters that are actually like pretty young still, oh, yeah. like our age or a little younger, uh, or maybe they're even like grandchildren. I think they're daughters. He's still he, fucking, yeah. He had him yeah. when he was like fifty. Yeah. Um, and they're like making making TikToks, and then he'll like show up in them and like do little like funny gestures. It's like this is wild. This is like <laughs> a cinematic, so crazy. Yeah. This America's is like a grandpa. cinematic artist. <laughs> And then he's popping up like, I'm in a TikTok. And it's like, what the fuck is <laughs> that? That's kind of adorable, not, actually. Yeah, I'm not yeah. like trying to judge it. I'm Next just thing it's you crazy. know, you'll see him like, there's an avatar on Fortnite of Martin Scorsese. Just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Art is eating itself. No, it's like that Nicholas Winding Rifen video where he's in a TikTok with his daughter yeah, dancing. His and it's like this... He he makes more sense than Scorsese, but still. Like, well, I mean, I get it. Like, it's, it's your yeah, kids. kids. So, yeah. I mean, you know. Sure. You don't... Up. I mean, imagine what you're... Have you done stuff for Atticus that are something that's counterintuitive to your own aesthetic? Not yet, just because he's yet. like, too, I mean, he's too young. But I mean, I will surely yeah. I'll be on whatever's after TikTok. I'll be, I'll be on <laughs> whatever that is, like making videos with him. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be a real big Fortnite head. He's gonna be a yeah. He loves <laughs> Minecraft so far. So he likes Minecraft. Yeah, he loves. He's like addicted to Minecraft. Man, he loves it. Not like, even playing it. Like, he just watches it, right? He, he yeah. just loves... I don't even know what he likes about it. Like, he visually likes what Minecraft's selling, huh. I guess. It's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like it. Legos, really. You know? I think so. I think Minecraft is uh, modern Legos, I guess. But. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... Uh, you know, I bring up Scorsese because the coda to Layla that's featured in Goodfellas and, like, almost all his other movies, mm-hmm. I can't listen to that part, that part of the song, without thinking of Goodfellas or thinking of Scorsese directly. And there's a lot of directors who kind of kind of embody that. It's almost like doing a cover in a sense when they use I feel like there's certain songs in Wes Anderson films that like I hear them and I, I see the visual. Oh, that's interesting. yeah, yeah. That's well that's, now I yeah. just had a weird idea is that there are are remix covers of 
uh, old movies. Like Psycho is a cover of uh, the original Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Who directed the new Gus Sy- Van Sant? Gus Van Gus Sant. Gus Van Sant, yeah. Yeah. Gus Van Sant's a, a cover Man. artist for... Uh... Maybe we should do an episode <laughs> on like cover stories, but it's remakes of movies. It's remakes. That's, that's, <laughs> no, that's an interesting if idea. If you want to talk Gus Van Sant, Good Will Hunting is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I, lo- I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's another good movie with a great soundtrack. Elliot Smith did that soundtrack, and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to listen to it without like wanting to cry. Like Miss Misery is just mm-hmm. such a perfect song. Um, I love, I, I think my favorite directors are the ones who kind of use music to a point where it's almost another character and yeah. I mean, it's definitely like on brand for them. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, not to plug our own shit here, but we're currently, no, do talking, we're currently <laughs> talking Edgar Wright and it's like not many directors do it better than him. Oh, yeah. It's like he, I mean, baby driver is like the whole premise of the movie is like, I have, you know, a, a sound like a list of songs that I want to literally direct a movie to like almost like uh, James Gunn has said for like the guardians of the galaxy oh, yeah. movies, where like he writes out the, the songs in the, the script. But, um, but no, Edgar Wright's like somebody who does that where it's like, uh, I don't know, like, like all the, all the, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like all the songs that I would hear in one of his movies, it's like the first thing I would think about is an Edgar Wright movie, you know, because it's like mm. he, it's basically he's making music videos for all the songs that yeah. he puts in his his movies. I always thought that was such a cool like concept to make a playlist and to make a movie that to that playlist. Mm. I was really into like syncing up movies in college um, that coincided with other stuff I was doing in college, mm. um, but we got. <laughs> <laughs> we got into. Uh, yeah, we should get into this. I have a couple. Yeah. Dark Side of the Moon uh, and no, Wizard yeah. of Oz, yeah, and yeah. we saw That's it. A famous one. Yeah. Yeah, and I just was like, I everything. And my brother and I uh, would do this while like we'd be watching TV. And there was a few SpongeBob episodes that <laughs> the the SpongeBob episode where he like Pied Pipers the the the, the what's it called the jellyfish out went perfectly with going to distance by Cake. And every time I hear that song now, I just see like SpongeBob. (laughs) And then there's a part where he's like jamming out. And uh, on that same note, there's a SpongeBob like uh, a YouTube video where someone put the where they're performing the 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 halftime show or whatever the the, that to job for a cowboy. Oh, I've seen that one. Fucking amazing! Yeah, that made me love job for a cowboy. Dude, but, yeah. No, but what you you had some examples? Yeah, no. I, uh, I, I there's one off the top of my head. Uh, there there were multiple that I. Uh, you do you remember Brendan? Yeah, of uh, course. Brendan, um, one of my oldest friends. Uh, him and I would do stuff, and then we would watch. <laughs> we would watch movies along with, uh, you know, turn the the you know the sound off the move the movie, and then put a uh, uh, like a uh, an album on basically, and we would do that with like a lot of like. Um, him and I really liked like progressive metal. So we do it with like between the buried me albums. Cause those are very eclectic, yeah. very dynamic albums. They change a lot. And it's just, it's yeah. It's what constantly blew me away is like how often that it syncs up with what you're watching. Like a lot of times I think we did, um, uh, we did, a, we did a couple Miyazaki movies. Oh, cool. I think we did Ponyo with like, I feel a like Miyazaki goes with like anything. If yeah, you just put it on mute, you know. Yeah, for sure, it kind of does. Like, <laughs> it's like a visual ASMR, just watching it's very like yeah. relaxing. I, oh yeah, another one is uh, another is again like a progressive metal band, The Contortionist. We put on over um, Evangelion. Uh, oh the wow! First movie and huh. that was fucking insane. That was one of the craziest. Like it felt like every five to ten minutes, it was like resyncing up on like the next song. And it really like blew us away. So that's a thing that like I haven't done in like 10, 15 years, but was <laughs> really, it's, it's a really fun thing to do every now and then. Hmm. Yeah. Like we, we had done, we, you just get like any sci-fi anime. I think we just like put yeah. on some random sci-fi yeah. anime that we had no idea, put it on mute. Then we played like vaporwave songs. On oh yeah. Top. That's, that works too. Yeah. yeah. And that really, really works. Mm. Which is, which reminds me like vaporwave. Are you, are you familiar with yeah, vaporwave? Yeah. Um, vaporwave is kind of like a weird, uh, like a weird version of covering. Cause it's like sampling from all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. Like in the, it's mainly the eighties and nineties samples and then make it into something completely new. You know what I mean? There was a guy on your person, and you don't know if it was a guy, and he had a gay slur in his name. 
and Tron at the end of it. So you can kind of imagine what. Oh, I think I know. Yeah. He used to do, he or she used to do uh, like Disney, Disney uh, cartoons. They did Alice in Wonderland and it was so like haunting, but so catchy. Yeah. And I used to like fall asleep to that. Like it was like my lo-fi hip hop to study to back in the day. Wait, was that the Alice? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? I think it's. (laughs) <laughs> it, I don't think that was the name though Maybe it's something else Tron Maybe I got it mixed up with someone Yeah I don't think it Cause like <laughs> I used to watch those a lot Cause he did a bunch of covers For so many different like Other I wanna see those That's yeah, so I'm yeah. pretty sure I, I you've seen The Alice one Maybe I have That yeah. one Cause like It would sample Right It would. He would sample the movie Yeah it was And just, then it he was would make a song out of it mm-hmm. Yeah okay. And, and uh, he did Mary, Mary Poppins was really good That yeah. one was, sounded really cool um, I, uh, there was, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. I, I used to get really into those uh, Simpsons wave. You brought up Vaporwave. Yeah. Simpsons wave. I think we've great. talked about Simpsons <laughs> wave yeah, before yeah, yeah. cause yeah. I'm a big Simpsons fan and, and there was, there's, I can't remember the first one, but it was based off of the episode where, where Bart has the girl. A crush. Yeah. yeah that one, I've seen that one. That's the one. It's just, it's just so, yeah. it's very Tori Moish. Mm. And it's very like just relaxing and it's, it's good study music. Yeah. 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 Dude, it makes, uh, I'm like kind of getting into vaporwave, just kind of the stuff that Adam sends because it's like, you can look stuff up, but then what was it you saying, told, w- w- would you tell me like, is this like the best thing ever? Like you listen? Yeah, to yeah. Yeah. Well you, yeah. You send me a lot of like stuff while I'm working. Like I'm, yeah. I'm working from home right now and Adam will send me like a couple of like YouTube links or SoundCloud links. Which is apparently what you told me. Like all the all the legit get, yeah. vaporwave stuff is like on YouTube and one hundred views and below is the only shit yeah. I listen to. Man. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, it's fucking yeah. crazy though because it's yeah. like great. It's fucking great shit, and I'll just like I'll put it on and have it on during work, and it's like the best shit to have on during work or just like have on yeah. in the background. It's so good. It's like yeah, va- vaporwave seems like something that is 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 totally new, but it's like, I also understand like the mm. roots of it and it comes from eighties. And yeah. So, you know, synth wave the way that I describe vaporwave, I, 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 Sean and Sean, Gus and I had done some stuff and I explained to them why I like these coded messages. Yeah. <laughs> like we did very bad. Like, yeah, ways. we <laughs> did some stuff and I explained to them that vaporwave, it was a very long-winded analysis, but... You vapor-slained them? Yeah, <laughs> I vapor-slained. Yeah, that's, I like that. <laughs> um, that it is essentially... How do you... How do you... It's, it's like you take something from the 80s and you want someone to experience... Like, like now, like in the present moment, you want to, someone to experience that 80s song how they experienced in the eighties, but only, but since you already heard what the eighties was like before, you have to have it turned into a vaporwave song so you can have that experience like they did in the eighties because it's updated and new. So it was just like this, it's like this weird, like it is like remakes. It's like remakes, but it's like, yeah, because there's, because you already had the context back then. So you can't do the same thing again. So you have to like update it in a different way. And then that's like, so you can be like that person in the eighties who heard this song yeah. then, which is such a fucking mind fuck of a that thought. Crazy. You know what I mean? It's you. Cause the thing is you can't, you couldn't even make the same, you couldn't even make vaporwave sounds in the eighties. <laughs> it like literally yeah. it wasn't even possible to make those sounds, but it's like between like fucking Moog synth boards and shit and like just crazy, you know, tools that we have now people have uh, just unlocked all of that shit. Do you so know you how can... Vaporwave even came about? I need to start a podcast on Vaporwave. But... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. the fascinating thing, I'll, I'll be quick. The fascinating thing about it is that they wanted to avoid, like on SoundCloud and YouTube, they had like, not on, I think it was YouTube, not SoundCloud. They had, you know how like they have analytics on YouTube? Yeah. And they would purposely like, you know, look out for any copyrighted songs in your in your uh, videos. Oh, yeah. So the way to evade it is that you slow it down, slow down <laughs> the song, so they couldn't pick up. And then all of a sudden, their vaporwave came out of it because, like, this sounds actually kind of cool, like how yeah. how the slowed down song sounded. And so a lot of people started incorporating, making their own songs purely out of like a slowed down version of like a pop song. Yeah, I remember jamming 
a bunch of those for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those, yeah, I mean, just any like fast synth or trance song, that was definitely a thing I would do is like, um, you could even input them into like audacity yourself and just like half the speed or a quarter of the speed. And mm-hmm. it's, it sounds like incredible. It's like, have you guys heard John Williams, Jurassic Park score slowed down a thousand percent. No, it's, it's the most incredible thing you will probably ever hear. Also, it's incredible. It's so is good. Inception vaporwave? Ooh, because they slowed the down vaporwave. Zimmer's riding the fucking razor's edge, man. He's a pioneer. Yeah, when I found out that they slowed down that song, that yeah. fucking blew my mind. Inception. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was was yeah. that French song. Yeah, it's the one yeah. that they made a movie and Marianne Cotillard played the mm. woman who sang that. Yeah. And I can't remember her name for the life of <laughs> really? me right now. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's she won an Oscar for that actually. Oh, shit. is that the one where was it a thriller? No, oh, it was it was a biopic. A, yeah, it was a biopic okay. about. Uh, it might have been about something specific to like an event that happened with her, but. Why yeah. Marion Cotard? I was just I talking her. to my girlfriend about this. Like, me Where too. Is she? She's going to be in. Uh, so, the guy who directed Holy Motors. I need oh, to, let me explain. God. Let me I lay this Holy out. Motors so Adam much. and I talk about how incredible Holy Motors is a lot. <laughs> Holy, have you seen Holy Motors? No. Dude, I heard you guys shit. talk about Look, it. Look, you're coming over my place for watching it. Because <laughs> yeah, it's that a on the masterpiece. Docket. Fucking nuts. <laughs> it's Fucking nuts, but when you think about it, it's one of the best films of all time. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I think yeah. so, too. Um, Thank God. So the director yeah. of Holy Motors hasn't done anything since Holy Motors. Because why should he? After <laughs> He's doing, yeah. He, seriously, fucking yeah. chill out for 10 years. <laughs> um, he's doing a musical yes. with Marion Cotillard and Adam Driver. I Count me fucking yeah, in. That, that's supposed to come out this year, but like, who knows? I now? hope it's fucking insane. Yeah. It, well, it probably will be. Yeah. The guy is fucking nuts. He's a crazy Frenchman. Like literally, <laughs> I've only seen Holy Motors of his, honestly. Though. Me too. He's, well, he's like an, he's, a, he's literally like an artist. Like, yeah. He's he literally makes, just an artist, right? Like, yeah. Art. Yeah. He does. And art. he's done some like visual project <laughs> yeah. and then he did Holy Motors and now he's doing like, oh, let me get the uh, Adam Driver. Can you believe that this fucker who does art? <laughs> Decides, oh, I understand movies somehow, and then does Holy Motors with a goddamn masterpiece. <laughs> he makes the best one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let me get his name because we talked about him yeah, so much that I feel like a dick if we. Uh, Leo Carax. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the movie coming up is. Uh, oh, God damn it. Oh, well, I, I searched Holy Motors, so that's not going to help me. Um, yeah, never mind. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, that is what. Marion Cotillard is up to. She filmed that with Adam Driver, and we can look forward to. Of course, that Adam Driver. That guy's in fucking everything. Now. I don't mind it. And that, yeah, I, I, I don't mind exciting. it. I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it's interesting that musicals are kind of making a comeback too. Um, there was definitely a period of time where, uh, you know, I mean, they're still most of them are still corny, but like I think with, you know, with the the popularity of Hamilton, and then there are more people who are open to doing them i think la la land helped with that a little bit too yeah um because i know a lot of people who before watching movies like that or even before watching hamilton they'll sit there and say i hate musicals and then they enjoy that i yeah i honestly mm. put myself in that camp like Same. i i was somebody who um yeah and i guess i haven't really thought about this um since i don't know i haven't really thought about it but like i i wouldn't say that i hate musicals anymore um but i used to be like musicals PU, <laughs> they suck. But like, um, I don't know, like I've seen, you know, like La-, La La Land maybe was the one that made me rethink things, honestly. And I was like, maybe musicals can be good. And I saw like, uh, I don't like West Side Story, the original West Side Story, and that's great. And uh, I know there's one big well, one. Well, essentially musicals are like the effeminate version of action films, so... Yeah, I yeah. Do, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true, you, the kind you, of fantasy, like... Uh, well, yeah, because yeah. it's just like, Musicals are designed like when the emotion is emotions swell up in a situation. <laughs> yeah, you break out into like a <laughs> yeah. a dance and song. While action movies, you break out into a violent scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're the yeah. same type of thing. It, yeah, like Amy and I went to the drive-in. Went to Stars and Stripes. There's a plug for him. Free plug. Stars and Stripes. Um, like uh, I guess probably a month or so ago now, and saw Grease, and uh, I hadn't seen it. Um, well, I thought I had seen it, but I had. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Gre- Greece is pretty great. Like Greece, uh, like I, I had a, I had a great time. And it's like the, the thing is, like what a, 
I don't know. Musicals can be so emotionally powerful when they're well done. And it's yeah. like, they can really take something and like amplify all of the emotions in the scene. And, um, I don't know. Musicals got a thumbs up for me. Um, have y'all seen rocket man? The yeah. Ro- oh, rocket man. Oh, no, yeah. It was, it was presented as like a biopic and then it came out and it's essentially a musical. There's like set design and, I yeah. love my favorite part is when Saturday night's a good night for fighting is like one of my favorite Elton John songs. Yeah, that's a really good part of the movie it's, too. It's like his transition from being a kid to being an adult in the movie, and they had this whole set and just the way it's set up and like I remember watching it and being like, oh, I, I think I like musicals. Like this is just so fucking yeah. cool. I, I think sure. a lot of about. Uh, I mean, when it comes to like stage in general, I think of Rushmore as being my introduction to like liking that. Uh, have you have seen Rushmore, right? I Wes Anderson film. Yeah, seen you haven't seen. I feel like you have. No, I haven't seen it. Really? No. You didn't watch it with us? No. no. Yeah. So one thing it's that that the mm. character Max Fisher, the character, does is he puts on these huge like stage productions, and mm. he made it. Like, yeah. They're so in depth and so cool that it's like, oh, like I didn't realize that's what musical theater could be. I, I I'm thinking <laughs> like my fifth grade play where like, you know, like there's, there's these really cheap set designs and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think that a lot of musical, a lot of movie musicals realize you can take that and then just up the budget a hundredfold, you know, yeah. and really turn it into something cool. Well, that's why it's just like, I feel like live musicals are probably superior to music. The I mean, movie and- musicals, you know, cause you're right there and you're actually like hearing you know, the live vocals, 3D. and you see the crazy, like, visuals and set design. I mean, I was in a musical when I was in high school, and that was just, like, tons of fun to do, to be, to do a live performance, you know what I mean? Yeah, that seems like it'd be a blast to do. I And um, oh, I was going to say something. Fuck, I forgot it. But uh, when I was watching Hamilton recently, I got that vibe, too, where it's, like, it's, it's incredible, and I, it gave me chills multiple times watching it, but I was, like, man, to if I was in that room, mm. like the, the fuck God, that'd be incredible to be like in the room where they're doing have, this. Like, uh, Hey Zach, do you remember when we watched Shrek the musical? You guys watched. <laughs> Holy shit. So we did How'd some songs. We though? did some stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the, the reoccurring bit. We had did yeah, some yeah. stuff before we, we were coming down from that this stuff. Is, this is called those donuts. I don't know what <laughs> we did. Donuts, some donuts. Yeah. We ate some donuts and, <laughs> Well, we had we had a a sausage and mushroom pizza <laughs> beforehand. The nuances and we trickling away. We had, it's just evaporating into thin air. We were coming down, and then we did some other stuff, and then we watched Shrek oh the musical, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I yeah, I, I took that away for. Oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. But when I saw the 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 cover art for the Shrek musical <laughs> yeah. and saw that it was two hours and it's ten longer minutes. Than the fucking Excuse movie. me? Yeah. Somebody call the fucking cops. How did they get away with this? It's unbelievable. I don't know if they have enough room for layers on that stage. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, seriously. No, what? Shrek, Shrek was, was, he was good. The guy who did Shrek was really? good. He looked like a knight. Donkey was very <laughs> politically, there were some issues No, there. he was... <laughs> He was very, I'm just going to say, he was very gay. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, he was, he was super, and nothing's wrong with that, of course. Yeah, it yeah. was just like, he, he, he the if actor had his own do... spin on it, you know? Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I was, well, I was going to say similarly, possibly to Shrek the Musical, is I, I feel like, uh, and we talked about this on our podcast episode, I'm sure, but like a lot of damage was done at an early age from the Cats the Musical <laughs> commercial that I would see Dude, all you the keep time. bringing that up, which I is know. the most fascinating thing <laughs> it's to a, It did psychological damage to me to where I think seeing that enough as a kid, I was yeah. like, fuck musicals. Musicals fucking suck. <laughs> and then it, it's taking a lot of this like deprogramming to like figure out that's like, so funny because you were, musicals yeah. are good. Yeah. It's, it's really, that one. I it's hate. really interesting because most Disney cartoons are musicals essentially. Yeah. And I don't and know I those, yeah. what was the like divide. Maybe just like, okay, it's cool if it's a cartoon, <laughs> but if it's like people, no, that's dumb. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you're getting to it. There. Well, I feel I think, like yeah. live action, like Broadway cats is probably great. Actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rough. I don't know. What, Maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe to see no, it. No, I mean to see it, you yeah, know, to yeah. actually not, not to watch it on any sort of screen. Mm-hmm. I feel like actually just seeing it, it would have been 
pretty probably I mean, it's an experience or you know it could be terrible <laughs> you know when you <laughs> but yeah when you brought up the whole animation versus live action thing yeah. i i think that's that that is actually it for me and that's something i don't care about anymore because i've seen a bunch of different kinds of movies and stuff and seen a lot of different musicals but i think that was my issue when i was younger was like this is silly yeah like it's literally like this is silly why are these people just singing now like playing that dress doesn't make up any and, sense yeah, but it's like yeah. It's like, yeah, movies can be anything. It's like, uh, it doesn't really matter. Well, it's just all derived from like melodrama. Melodrama yeah. was the original like stage play, mm-hmm. you know, and you had to have the exaggeration because of the, yeah. um, because that was what was entertaining about it because you never had people acted that way in like the yeah. early 1900s, like, or before Yeah, you had to like spice things up. And now that you have cartoons, it's like, yeah. that's the ve- venue for, melodrama essentially now you're For sure now you're just used to cartoons having that capacity yeah. i think there was a very 90s thing too of like growing up and it's like i musicals i'm watching fucking pulp fiction at fight club <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Fucking boondock <laughs> saints i don't need this shit and it's like yeah as soon as i get out you know out of the bullshit phase of uh being a fucking teen then you can like start to actually take things as they are are you, you know? saying boondock saints is not good anymore i don't know I haven't watched it in a while, but I ima- I don't know. Same. I, I imagine I've it's probably I've heard it ages terribly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard well. it's not good at all. Um, oh, man. I, one thing I've always wanted to bring up and, and is, uh, you know the story of Oedipus Rex, right? He is, the, pro- the prophecies, he's going to kill his father and marry his mother. Yeah, fuck yeah, his mom. Yeah, so yeah, his yeah. father takes him away and thinks he's killed, but he's not, comes back. I always wanted to make a musical of that in modern Shit. days called Eddie the Motherfucker. God and then, damn! And that's then a hell of a good. I realized that title. Boogie Nights is that movie. <laughs> hey, shit. you're right. And his name Holy is Eddie. Shit. I learned that from a cracked article. I can't take credit for that. Mm. But uh, that's but yeah. fucking wild. Before yeah, he's Eddie, Dirk Diggler, Eddie his name is Eddie. Mom yeah, that wants to be his mom. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> did we? I we didn't. No, talk we about no that we talked about we talked talk, we talked about mom fucking in that one. Yeah, because like Julianne Moore is like his his conduit, you know. Because, like, when he actually has sex with Julianne Moore, it's, like, this very, like, fucking romantic. It's not pornographic. It's, like, a very, like, sensual it's and, a like, maternal. romantic. Yeah. Yeah, and a maternal thing. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they emphasize how, like, shitty his mom was, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Movie, so his actual mom. So. <laughs> God damn. But, that yeah. That should be a great musical. A Boogie mm. Nights musical sounds yeah. great. Yeah. That's another movie that. with really good music. And it made me appreciate, yeah. especially, like, the 80s. Uh, era of that movie what's the song that's playing it's night ranger or uh it's sister christian in it when they're popping the fireworks what was it alfred molina Shit. where yeah. thomas jane dies spoiler alert but <laughs> yeah. i forget the song it's yeah. i think it's sister christian and it's so fucking perfect because it's such a like angelic type song and some fucking crazy shit is going on yeah. while that's going on mm. I love P.T. Anderson's use of music too. I think he's another guy who just he did he okay, he did do, he did do music videos because he did yeah. yeah we talked about the cover my girlfriend and I talked about the cover of Across the Universe by Fiona Apple for Pleasantville yeah which he was dating her and he directed right? oh no shit he was dating her he dated Fiona Apple yeah I didn't know that that was like one of his early yeah because he I think uh, before Maya. Uh, I almost said Maya Angelou. Jesus Christ. Maya, Maya Angelou. What a, what a tabloid ticket those two are, right? Uh, no, but... some great art together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. Um, yeah, in the so I, he directed the music video for... Yeah, have y'all seen that music video? I haven't. It's no. perfect. It's such a good music video. I think it still holds up, and it's very... I mean, it make it kind of takes a song to another level. I already think that song's better than the original, um, and I've gotten some flack from some Beatles fans about that, but... Um, but even John Lennon says he doesn't like their recording of that. Wait, wait, so it's Across <laughs> the Universe, you said? Yeah. I don't know if I've heard the song, but it's uh, probably better because I, I like covers of Across the Universe better than the Beatles. Do you like the movie it. Across the Universe? I do. That's a movie I saw It's on another some musical stuff. that I I bought that two <laughs> years ago. Yeah. I bought it when it came out. Never watched it. I still own a DVD, and we were looking for something to watch, and my girlfriend and I put it on. And she just wasn't into it. I don't know. I don't really like it. I, I saw it when, yeah. what's interesting about that, this is going to be a whole nother, I'll make it a quick tangent. Why not? Um, <laughs> I saw that movie in high school at a point where I basically had never heard the Beatles before. Oh, wow. So I was like, this movie rules, this music fucking owns. And then what? that movie got that, me into the Beatles. That doesn't make any sense. At yeah. All. Believe me, fucking man. Weirdo. I know. I just didn't grow up on the Beatles. I was like a 15 year old fucking... <laughs> 
idiot. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why I did. The only thing that would make that better is if what got you into the Beatles was in Super Bad when Jonah Hill says, "When I saw his eyes, it was like listening to the Beatles for the first time." <laughs> oh, I've heard of the Beatles. Maybe I should check them out. Should I listen to them for the first time? <laughs> Um, oh my god! I I was I knew of the Beatles and I had friends who were really into them and then uh, in high school was when I realized like they had a but like I heard Helter Skelter for the first time and Helter then Skelter. Danger Mouse came out with the Grey album and that like made me go back and like oh like yeah they're not just a boy band <laughs> they've yeah. got some rocking they got songs phases. yeah yeah sure. Helter Skelter goes hard man I was watching Walk Hard the other day and. That whole Beatles... Have y'all seen Walk Hard? I don't want to start talking yeah, about it. Yeah, Walk Hard's great. Yeah, yeah. great. Uh, that whole Beatles sequence is so perfect. Yeah. And like how they capture each... That was just so great. I... Uh, I saw your tweet about the Brian Wilson segment. Oh, yeah. And that segment is incredible because I, I had seen... Well, and then I got into... To, I got into Beach Boys because I saw the movie with fucking Paul Dano. Love and Mercy. And I hadn't really, you know, thought much of the Beatles. And I listened Beach to Pet Boys. Sounds and I was like, this is like one of the Pet, Pet Sounds I've ever heard. I hate saying that because that's, it's like when people say the Beatles is their favorite band. I'm like, oh, of course, like the biggest band of all time. But yeah. Pet Sounds is so perfect. And we've talked about yeah. this before, but the timpani on um, Waiting for the Day, do. I don't know why I could be listening to it on like a fucking cassette player, but it gives me goosebumps every single time I hear that. Mm -hmm. And it's so like, it's almost cinematic. Like the way he captured the sound, it's like you can see everything in your head. Well, it it makes sense that he was like losing his mind when he was making the music because it's like, it's all there in the music. It's like, it sounds like somebody who's like on another planet, like found music and brought it back to earth. It's what I imagine acid sounds like. (laughs) Like being on acid is like listening to pet sounds. Yeah, at least a good acid trip. I've never done acid before. <laughs> it's not one of the the stuff. The stuff. Yeah, you say stuff. <laughs> you literally yeah. just said acid. That's not my that that's my translation line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you say like I can say cocaine because yeah. I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. I know we talked about this a while ago, but like we were talking about with vaporwave and how they're recreating this experience because bringing this full circle. Gary Jules and, and Michael Andrews do that with Mad World. You know, huh. they yeah, they inter- right. and a lot of people, even pure, probably people who were fans of Tears for Fears, probably weren't too familiar with that, especially younger people who, I mean, Richard Kelly was like 24 when he directed Donnie Darko. Jesus Christ, really? And it's so God. funny because I associate Donnie Darko with Hot Topic and, you know. The, the, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's kind of put a little damper on the movie for me to where I'm scared to watch it because I'm afraid it's going to be really bad. It's, yeah. It probably, it's probably. I, I, I feel it like it holds up, up better than a Boondock Saints. Because I feel like D- Donnie Darko's a more, like, artistic, maybe. Maybe that's not the right word, but, like, riff on what other directors were doing, whereas Boondock Saints is like, I made a Tarantino movie. <laughs> and yeah. so one's obviously going to age a little better than the other, it's a I Boston think. Boston Tarantino movie. Uh, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, I, uh, my girlfriend saw Richard Kelly speak at Bonnaroo. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And she said that... How he, crazy was he? She said he was pretty normal, <laughs> yeah. but he also came off as kind of like aloof. People were asking him questions. Oh, I can, I can definitely <laughs> and he, imagine that. He, yeah. she said, it got to the point where he was just like, he like stops to think about a question, like, oh, did you mean to do this? And he's like, yes, actually, yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> and it's almost like, oh, this was an accident. I have a bad feeling that he's pretentious. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's the guy hasn't made a movie since The Box. Oh, so we I all mean, remember The Box. Who could forget? <laughs> it had the most predictable ending in the world. Like, of course, it was going to be her. Well, that's what happens when you stretch out a twenty-minute Twilight a, zone. That's like a meme Twitter question. Like that yeah. whole premise of that movie is yeah. what like, person's going to die? <laughs> you, you can't. It's stretch, your fucking wife. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be your yeah. fucking. You wife. can't stretch a Twilight Zone episode into a full-length <laughs> thing that never ever works. Um, but, uh, it's, it's funny because I was listening to, I was telling you guys earlier, I was listening to show me the meaning wisecracks podcast about it. And apparently he was surrounded by a lot of really talented filmmakers, a lot of producers, a cinematography person was, was really good to where Donnie Darko came out the way it did because of that. Mm -hmm. And they kind of elaborated to the sense that like he has a vision, but he can't articulate it. And when you get people who can articulate your vision, that's uh, that's why there's been such well, a divide with his other movies. That, that's what Tarantino talks about. He says like, you remember when he was like making Reservoir Dogs, he was super worried about like 
I, I, I have this idea. I just don't know if I can execute everything. And then he just realized, oh, when he was talking to all the people that I was working on say, it's like, oh, they all get it. Yeah. I just had to tell them what, the, what I want and they'll do it. You know, like, and I think that's what's like cool about, you know, trusting the people that oh, yeah. you work with, you know, to execute your vision. Yeah, because if they don't understand, it's going to turn into a fucking mess. Yeah, you just have to articulate what your vision is. Yeah, that's I, all. I would have loved to see the version of Reservoir Dogs where had he gotten my Sharona for the ear cutting scene, what that would have been like. I mean, I, I, I kind of love the song that he does. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It's but pretty I, perfect. Yeah. I like to think of that alternate dimension where, like, <laughs> where, the, what was it? Um, <laughs> not Slacker, but it was uh, Reality Bites. Dig took my Sharona, so that's why he didn't oh, use it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, I've still never seen that movie. Really Bitch is great. Yeah. It's a really good movie. It's I always confuse that. Did Ben Stiller direct that? Yes. Oh, I always confuse that movie with High Fidelity for some reason. Oh, really? I, I love High Fidelity. High Fidelity I feel like good. that's the most on-brand movie for me. because, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I like I Catcher to Rye and High Fidelity. Of course you do, you fucking yeah. nerd. <laughs> um, but, I have uh, problems with girls. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I'm glad you guys chose this song because uh, this is definitely a song that I, I wanted to talk about. And, and mm. I'm glad you guys were the ones to choose it because it's, you know, we can talk about all the movie stuff. And um, do you have any final thoughts on the movie or about the song and the version? No, I, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, like I, I think I said early on, it's like I, I think his, I think Gary Jewell's cover is really, it has become the best version of oh, yeah. the song, like the definitive version, because I think... Like, uh, like, like we said, like a lot of those 80s songs were so extra and yeah. they were so just like overproduced, but it doesn't mean that the songwriting and the lyrics were any less than like what a great songwriter can do. It's just that they put all of this shit on top of it and they were like, holy shit, synthesizers put eight <laughs> of them on there. Fuck it. Get them all in there. And it's like, but, but like when I was, and I didn't realize this until I was listening to the Gary Jules version it's like the lyrics are really fucking good and they're really dark. And that's something that you don't always pick up on in 80s. Oh, yeah. Because they're so right. just like, it's the 80s, we're doing coke. But it's like, they're sad <laughs> deep down. Like a lot of people, you know, always Well, why else would you do coke? When, <laughs> when yeah. you're happy? Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, th I think it's, it's great. And it's like tied to two important like pop culture things in my life, like Donnie Darko and Gears of War three, so, <laughs> like, which was a, a game that I fucking was looking forward to like so much, but uh, yeah, it's great. But you had him. I mean, Brent's really the one who chose, <laughs> <laughs> chose that one. Cause I was like struggling. I'll try to find like a song, but I was like, Oh yeah, mad world's fine. I mean, other ones that I, I was thinking of, you know, Shrek one, the hallelujah, Leonard Conan, was it Leonard? Rufus Cohen? Wainwright did that version, but, uh, I was thinking of Watchmen then. Leonard. Oh, Jeff Buckley's version. Okay. Yeah. Jeff Buckley's oh, is yeah. like probably yeah. the definitive one. Mm. Um, Leonard Cohen has the best, like famous last words of all time. He died like last year. Yeah. And he, I think what I might've read yeah. it to you, someone before. I think it was 2016. Oh, was Trump wild, just though. got elected. He, but yeah, time doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. He was diagnosed with like terminal cancer and he said, um, I will be dying soon. And then a week later, he's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to live forever. And then died the next day. Nice. <laughs> and it was just yeah. fucking beautiful. Wow. Um, it's made me appreciate him a lot That's more. That's pretty incredible, yeah. Um, but to your to your point, I, I, I want to bring, I've brought this up before on the podcast, but uh, this band Illuminati Hotties, who I really like, they do a cover of Dance With Somebody by Whitney Houston. And that's what somebody's a very that's a like, banger. that's such a, yeah. that's a great song. And, too, but yeah. she does it like very like kind of Gary Jules like with Mad World. And those mm. lyrics are fucking sad. It's about her being lonely and wanting to dance with somebody like she doesn't have anybody. And yeah. it just puts another spin on it. And I love that, that, you know, Gary Jules and, and Michael Andrews, I feel like he gets put out of the narrative too much. So <laughs> I want to mention him. Uh, yeah. They do a really good job with kind of, you know, really bringing out the essence of this song. Yeah, I, I feel like you could do that with a lot of 80s songs, man. If you like looked at them on paper, yeah. it's like, wow, this is a really sad person. It's about <laughs> really sad things. And you hear it and it's like... It's like, like fucking... Uh, I think of like um, like Huey Lewis and the News... Uh, I'm only familiar with their stuff because my mom like got me into them early. Dude, I fucking it's all our moms. It's our, our <laughs> my mom. My mom got me in the Huey 80s Lewis. too. Huey Lewis, Huey Lewis. Uh, she got me into them, and they they have some really fucking sad songs yeah. too that sound happy at the outset. So. A pretty common theme, I think. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you guys have a podcast, and you're in the middle of a season right now. You're taking a break. Um, anything else you want to plug about the podcast or anything else? Uh, we're just doing. So we're doing this season. We're doing Edgar Wright and Taiko Watiti. Mm-hmm. I don't think we clarified that. Yeah. So we're about was it halfway through it? No, we only have like three more episodes. Three more? Yeah, yeah, so we're like almost done. Three and, more episodes, uh, and we're talking about what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're we're currently uh, deliberating on. We we've got some really good ideas though for the next season, yeah. So, but uh, director showdown. Yeah. Um, I was gonna plug, uh, homecoming, um, our album oh, that yeah. we put out yeah. last month. Um, it's on. I think it's like everywhere now. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, Y'all been Amazon. killing it on the downloads or the, the the monthly listens. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Well, we got on uh, a playlist. I think like one of the uh, Spotify official playlists, and like it's fucking crazy how much that like exposure that thing like gets from that um but uh yeah it's like a 10 song pop punk album that we recorded like fucking six years ago now but uh it's finally out and we're really proud of it so yeah Yeah. go check that out brett does a lot of music for us so brett is a part of homecoming yeah um and he was on an episode he did fallout boy Um, yeah yeah, it was really good so yeah definitely check that out Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's about it all right. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, yeah, it was, was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks. Cool. Thanks. Later.